The sheer number of them, you know, you have, uh, you know, Frank Zappa, whose father was a chemical warfare engineer, originally assigned to the Edgewood Arsenal. Uh, Frank Zappa was actually born <laughs> on the base and went to school there, lived there in uh, military housing, uh, spent the first seven years of his life at the Edgewood Arsenal, the home of uh, U.S. chemical warfare. And uh, his wife, uh, formerly Gail Slotman was a Navy brat. Her, uh, her dad was a, a Naval intelligence officer. She came from a long line of, of, uh, you know, Naval officers and she actually knew Jim Morrison. They went, they uh, knew each other when they were kids through Navy officer circles and actually attended the same Naval kindergarten together. And according to legend, she once smacked him over the head with like a hammer or something when they were like five years old. And, um, so, you know, so, and then these, these same two people, like literally almost simultaneously arrive in Laurel Canyon. He as this fully formed rock icon and she as the wife of another hugely influential, uh, rock icon, Frank Zappa. And uh, Frank Zappa's manager was this guy, very shadowy guy named Herb Cohen, who uh, had a history of, of uh, weapons trafficking and uh, being in the parts of the world where he really shouldn't have been when he was. Uh, you know, he had, he had a history that was strongly suggestive of an intelligence background, mm -hmm. uh, who, who was his manager. And his cousin just happened to be Howard Kalen, who also happened to take up residence in Laurel Canyon at the very same time, and who also just happened to front a wildly successful rock band known as the Turtles, which was another one. Uh, so you have these three three of the biggest biggest you know uh, biggest name frontmen that come out of this canyon virtually simultaneously, all having these curious past connections and all coming from the same sort of background, you know? You know, it's Abs and Six Pack episode 142 with Sir Earl Mins of World Distance, and this is a new live son of a bitch! This is a new live son of a bitch! I pledge before my heavenly father that I, 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 that I will resist them every way I can. These people are the literal demon spawn of the pit of hell. Mr. Mittens, how you doing? God's not this? a rapist. <laughs> oh my God. Alex is going to step on himself a few times today, yeah. I think. But, you know. I mean, look at him. God. I can't sign the note. <laughs> I love you, Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. he's. I love you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Howdy, man. How you doing? Good. I'm glad to finally have you on the show. It's been a long time well, coming. I, I agree. Uh, I'm highly appreciative of it. Uh, something that we kind of sparked. Uh, no pun intended, in Nashville with the meetup, uh, has progressed to a pretty cool correspondence. And uh, like I said, really uh, excited to talk to you today and uh, say, uh, a whole lot. I pledge before my heavenly father that I... I Is that I, difficult? I, 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 that I will resist them everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man.
No, boom, see, boom, boom. Nobody does it as good. Nobody does the what? What would you call that? A, a verbal hiccup or something? It's it's um, it's like nope. his synapses are firing, or he, he's processing. It's it's like his processor is running right, and yeah. so he, he keeps some sort of frequency going. That and the way that he can uh, he can repeat himself almost perfectly, like in sequence, just saying something over over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that's an impressive skill. I don't know how you do that because it's because you clip. It's like those triple E yups. Like they're exactly the same, but they're not. But it. I don't know. Sound yeah, it's like a. Um, yeah, his. It's like his his uh, like you said his synapses or his, his like his motherboard is short circuiting, but he's still. It's it's only because he's spitting out so much information. Well, he's getting so sweaty, so like there's water dripping down into his cyborg space, and that's why he starts glitching out. <laughs> but it, and he's he's got so much life saving information that he's spitting out so fast that uh, just stay in your hell. Exactly. Yeah. We are the first. It's not We're about the training. It's about your ass. I'm spitting this information out at you fast because there's a lot of it, and it's life saving. Yeah. That's exact. You know what? We just found it. There's yeah. the answer. <laughs> I'm he serious. Knows himself too well. <laughs> I would. <laughs> All right. If if we keep going, we'll never get to Dave. It'll so. just it'll just be um, Alex Jones. Yeah. Uh, so I, people in the chat were asking about who that was in the first clip. I saw somebody guess. Uh, yeah. Double Thought Dimension oh, said, shit. "Is that Jello Biafra?" I was like, no, "Oh no. God! Wow!" <laughs> After a uh, dude, so many douchebags, so little time. Right. Yeah. Um, thankfully, it's not. And. Uh, Dave McGowan, someone that really, if I'm to be completely honest, I would say that his Boston bombing coverage was my first complete and utter red pill. Um, and I read it after he passed. So like, that's the other fucked up thing is like finding someone that captivates your mind and like really shows you something that you're, you're just dumbfounded, but also enlightened at the same time. And then knowing that he he wasn't even around anymore, um, which was a big bummer. But um, he covers quite a bit of stuff that interplays with a lot of the stuff that are in the same circles as your, you know, no agendas, OBDMs, et cetera, et cetera. You know, your, uh, you know, tinfoil hat, macroaggressions, these kind of topics. But he comes at some of them from an angle that I don't think a lot of people in these circles that we're currently you know, I'm speaking about you and me right now, but some of us are currently in, and I think some of his insights could be inflection points for other people's research. And so I'm really, it's kind of like the reason why it was always my main intent when we talked for the first time to at least cover some of Dave's stuff. So, um, that's a, that's kind of a long and a short, and I probably need to open the chat to, to keep up with that stuff as well, but it's hard um, to keep up with it. <laughs> I do a terrible job. Yeah, it's, it's all um, good. But, but it, um, Oh, sorry. Uh, I was going to say also, so there's also a through line with abs in a six pack with Dave too, because um, I, I think I told you this earlier that when you did the satanic occult episode with music about, or excuse me, about music with Fletcher and Lavish, um, I kept expecting uh, weird scenes from the Canyon to be referenced. And it wasn't, I was like, huh. And this is my own myopic, like, Hey, I, I'm so in my own world of what I know, like we all are today, right? With our own truths and whatnot. But um, so I, I was, uh, I was waiting for it. Never came. And then 
the 9-11 episode that you did recently, was that like a week or two ago? Uh, it was a little longer than that, but yeah, that was, was the one with, with uh, Charlie Robinson and Alex Stein. Or that's what it was. It was that one, yes. Yeah. And um, and then Shanksville came up, and Dave's coverage of 9-11, I mean, it's fucking tremendous. Um, if, if you'll uh, indulge me for half a second, uh, I would like to read something that he wrote on September 12th, 2001. Yeah, the floor is yours for sure. Awesome. All right, so this is entitled, Welcome to the New and Improved Police State. Uh, we are going to see a great number of articles, and excuse me, this is a quote. We're going to see a great number of articles in the future from so-called experts and public officials. They will warn about more violence, more kidnappings, and more terrorists. Mass media, the armed forces, and intelligence agencies will saturate our lives with fascist scare tactics and, quote, predictions that have already been planned to come true, end quote. And then his own wow. quotation, conspiracy theorist May Brussel, 1974. All right. So give me, give me, because I think it's also critical to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now, just to kind of paint this picture real quick. Um, I have a friend with whom I frequently disagree on matters of politics. He thinks that I'm a crazed conspiracy theorist, and I think that he is a reactionary fascist. There was one thing that we agreed on, though. A few weeks ago, I told him that our fearless leaders seem to be veering dangerously close to unleashing tactical nuclear weapons upon the world. Although he seriously doubted that that was in fact the case, he readily agreed that such an action would be reckless and unconscionable. He stated that he couldn't envision any scenario under which such a strike would be justified and that we should avoid, at all costs, crossing that threshold. Opening that door, he believed, could only serve to escalate tensions and make this a much more dangerous world in which to live. He was one of several people who called me yesterday to discuss the alleged terrorist attacks upon America. During the course of that call, he stated flatly that when the perpetrators were identified, they and their backers should be nuked. When I reminded him of our conversation of just a few weeks before, he had said, he had said that things have changed now. I asked him if he had considered whether that wasn't perhaps precisely the point of the attacks. Unfazed, he reiterated his belief that I am a crazed conspiracy theorist. This is a day after 9-11, brother. Um, and so, like, and it's, it's stuff like that. And there's also a, a quote from some writing about him that says that he can fairly claim that he was the first 9-11 truther. Not that he ever did. And, and that's the other thing about Dave McGowan is that um, he has a certain humility and, and just he has a rapier wit in his writing. It's fucking it's so on point and it keeps you engaged. Um, one of his publishers, Head Press, they uh, they did a little obituary for him. And um, again, if you'll indulge me for just a second, just to set the stage one more time. Um for those that haven't read David's work, it could be classified as, quote, conspiracy literature, certainly, but was head and shoulders above the vast majority of that unfashionable genre in terms of its insight, originality, and style. David was a very eloquent, moral, and droll writer, and Weird Scenes Inside the Canyon, which looks at the counterculture, we already spoke, is one of the most original and compelling books in the conspiracy canon. Many of us at Head Press had to, quotes, read and reread the work for commissioning, editing, proofreading, and marketing purposes. And it was always, but always seemed to read itself. The pages burning the reader's fingertips as they flew by. And that was my experience when I fell upon his Boston bombing coverage. I literally stayed, I just, I 
I could not stop. I ingested all of it in one sitting. It took hours. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, uh, so <clears throat> I put in the in the chat there, uh, and I'll I'll put this in the show notes too because I haven't. I think this is part of what I listened to, but I didn't even make it an hour in. But there's a four hour talk on BitChute he gave about the Boston Marathon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I've got that in my my notes for the show notes as well. So yeah, that's um, I've not I've not heard it. Um, like I said, I I read and that's the other thing about Dave's stuff is that most of it is online on his website centered center for an informed america.com um that's been live since i think 98 um his eldest daughter is the caretaker and curator of the site now um he has four books available i have three of them i was i thought that i had programmed or excuse me um yeah programmed to kill but i didn't have that one um i've read most of that in articles and newsletters that are on his website but um it looks like he's got a pretty pro- prolific work i'm looking at at least 10 books right Dude, here. Wagging the moon doggy. <laughs> he and Adam would have been fucking kindred spirit. They would have laughed and laughed and laughed for hours about the moon landing. <laughs> I mean, it, it, seriously, um, yeah. he's, just, it, 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 that's a great one. His nine 11 coverage, which again, we'll, we'll get there eventually, but, um, you know, he dissects every single spot separately and he did it in in real time. It, it's that aspect of that live going through it um, thing. But then obviously with the Laurel Canyon stuff, the other thing about him is he was a lifelong Los Angelian. So he came up in that scene. He always was there and was a day job kind of guy. He had a construction company. So that's the other part of his, his life where, you know, he was never really you know, for every Gary Webb there was, you know, there's a Dave McGowan, you know, Gary Webb was in, in the machine and working against all the forces in the machine to get the truth out. Um, Dave sadly passed away from lung cancer from smoking at age 55. Coincidentally, everybody says uh, it was, it's on the day that Kennedy got shot. It's November, what was that, 22nd? Something like that. Anyway, I think, yeah, 22nd, um, 1963. Yeah. What so, year did he uh, die? And he passed away 2015. Okay, yeah. He was wow. and he was born March March 25th, I think. So it's also appropriate that we're talking about him right around his birthday. Wow. Yeah. A nice little sinky dink. Yeah, but, um, it's a yeah, guy man, that I, I, he's almost sorry. like a uh, well, I was just going to say real quick, he's almost like a he seems in what little I know of him just from you, he's almost like a Bill Cooper type of guy. And it's I no, I feel no bad doubt. that I didn't know about him. No doubt. Well, and and so, oh shit, sorry, just bounced the mic. Hopefully that shock is overworked. Um, you know, the thing about Dave, I think also was that he's like a Michael Rupert is kind of who I think about when I think about Dave. And but Michael, I think, seemed to have a little bit more of a reach. And I, I know that Corbett had talked to him about nine eleven, or he used some of his stuff in his nine eleven work. Um, are you familiar with Michael Rupert? The actor. Oh no! Is he's uh, he was a um, I want to say he was a cop or or a beat journalist. See, this is where it gets hazy for me. I'm I'm partaking in a little bowl after bowl action, so brain starts to get a little slow. But um, yeah, I don't he, think I'm familiar. I want to say his website was into the wilderness. If you look it up on archive.org, um, but he also had a very similar kind of his. He was a little bit more authoritarian in his writing, where Dave has. Dave is kind of like a uh, 
do you know Chris Knowles who does a lot of synchro mystic stuff? He's been on higher side chats and whatnot. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, and he's written a few books. Um, his website is the secret son and he's got a similar, like dry, dark sarcasm to his writing. Um, especially the Boston bombing stuff. There's some cutting, like really just, it shows how outlandish what we thought we saw was. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, he is in that vein, man. And Bill Cooper also, but Bill Cooper also had a, a radio show for a bit, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah. But it was like, it was borderline pirate radio. Like it was That's not what I figured. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would probably have to be up at three. It's like watching ECW wrestling yeah. back in the day. You'd have to know. You'd have to know yeah. You'd have to, you got to know the, um, <laughs> From the wilderness.net or dot com is that maybe from it? from the wilderness? Yeah, I guess that's what it was. I, I said into the wilderness, but yeah, I remember dude, back in the day just printing out a shitload of his stuff. I have a lot of Dave's stuff just printed out in a huge binder. Um, because that's what we do in this weird world, right? Like, <laughs> gotta have the fucking documents, man. <laughs> yeah. I have the documents. I hear them. Yes, I love yep. it. You gotta, you gotta bang your desk harder, though. <laughs> I have the documents. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, and, and it's also kind of funny because, um, in a certain, so, not to jump too far off from where we were talking about with Dave, but just in general, maybe this is a kind of a, I don't know, unsolicited mission statement of my existential point of view right now, but there's so much information, um, you know, whether or not it's toxic, whether or not it's helpful, it's independent of that. There's just a multitude of information that I don't believe. And I think Mike on OBDMs talked about this as well. We just were not built no matter how much we can try to balance and compartmentalize and structure, like the way that the world is structured right now, and the way that information is fed to us, whether it be just like in between friends, you know, from mass media, from authorities, whatever, um, it's system overload. It's kind of probably why AJ does it. He's probably feeling that hurt too. You know? And he's always but talking he's, about but, how he can't do the show anymore. But he is. We're the super IQ super gorilla. Jacked into God. And me I'm too. serious. <laughs> this guy's for real. Seriously. <laughs> They can have sex. They can't have babies. <laughs> uh, I thank God. I was getting way too serious there for a second, and just really like, but no, the 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 philosophical aspect of it is there's a lot of information that is out there that I think that needs to be preserved. Um, I remember talking to uh, Sir Spencer. Shout out. Excuse me. First and foremost, I can't say shout out. I get so annoyed when I hear shout out. I would like to say hello to Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean and all the other grandular, granular, grand folks that uh, that hung out. But I was talking they'll to be Spencer on a, about... They'll be on tonight to talk about dreams. Shut the front freaking door. Yeah. Are you serious, man? What? It's all, it's all happening. It's all, it's all happening. It's <laughs> a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. It has got to be. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um... <laughs> But, but uh, this, is my, this is my favorite ISO of Spencer right here. That's if you so... want to be like me, a loser, just go ahead and podcast. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> we got the analog bell over here today, folks. So very nice. It yeah, it's better tanky. than my digital bell. Oh, boy. that's my digital bell. 
That's uh Boom da boom boom. That's my digital John Plums. Boom da boom boom. That is John, isn't I'm gonna it? Make a, I'm gonna make a beat out of that. Dude, it's, that's, uh, that's the you know perfect, what that is? Like, that's yeah, all right. So again, a little fact as we talking about Spencer and Nashville and all that. Um, that's from a very early episode of him happily uh, doing the bass line from the dedouching, which on a recent episode, maybe a couple days ago, or it was last week, they were talking about it being a synth bass and the guy wanting to play it like three times in a row. It, it's just it, one of those weird synchronicities. But yeah, this is John happily. Boom to boom boom. <laughs> you could easily turn that into a perfect beat. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's like using a Bismarcky beatbox for like drums. Like MF Doom has done a few times. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, but back to my original, original, original statement again. I might be smoking, but uh, John Taylor Gatto is another figure. He's completely different track than than Dave McGowan, but someone that I think needs to be preserved and like people need to know his work. Know the what the fuck he. I mean. Again, another one of those paradigm-shifting red pill moments was seeing his interview with Richard Grove. It's called The Ultimate History Lesson. It's about five and a half hours, and it is just mind-bending. Um, the ultimate from, history yeah, Just watching John Taylor Gatto recall things um, from memory in the way that he does. But, um, you know, Richard Grove, which is, you know, he's with Grand Theft World. I don't know. Are you familiar with, with those guys at all? I know Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> exactly. I got my oil change there this week. <laughs> Valvoline fucked me last week. Is that difficult? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Uh, oh, my God. But that technically isn't legal either. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the long story short that I, I started that, that whole mission statement was it's my personal duty as a quasi unemployed slash retired man to, uh, to fucking talk about this stuff and get this information out. So I'm hoping to start transcribing a lot of these documents so that people can use them for podcasts. It's a little bit easier to kind of take it the audible way. Um, I know Gramerica has done that, um, recently they've read a few books and things into the record, which is rad. Yeah. They um, did the, uh, kind of well, ta- the first one they started with was, um, Kaczynski's wasn't it? The, yeah, I was gonna say it was the manifesto, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've I've got a lot of his stuff. Um, I it is truly that kind of angle. I I love the Grimerica guys, and I know a lot of people have have done similar things. But right now, especially because of these kind of like underground cats that we're talking about right now, underground. Wow, you can tell that I listened to hip hop in the nineties. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's it's this. Uh, it's content that I think again can be in addition to or complementary and open other paths and other thoughts for people. So, um, you know, long and short of it is, um, I guess. So get that in your damn pipe and smoke it. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> uh, I was probably looking for my Gramerica ice. That was with the no agenda guys. Abs. Six packs and abs. Yeah, we were on. With the, with those guys too, yep, that was uh, interesting. That was interesting to say the least. Oh, <laughs> that was interesting, dude. You got to chop his. You got to chop. Is that is it Graham or is Darren? Uh, the there's a yup in there to go with Sam's yup. That was with like it's so fun. Yup, no agenda guys. Six packs and abs. Yeah, we were on with the with those yep. guys too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
It's I can't isolate yeah, it. There though. it is. That one. That one. That one. I can't isolate yeah, it because it's, no, it's. Oh, I know. No, no, not right now. Those guys yeah. too. No, but it, I can't. I don't think I can isolate it. Period. Because uh, well, let's yeah, listen again. Can. I think it's because they're, they're uh, the other ones. Graham's talking over them. Let's try. That was with the no agenda guys. Six packs and abs. Yeah, we were on with the with those guys too. Yep, that was. Uh, oh, that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. okay yes. Yeah. There. Yep. That I was. Talk, uh, I talked over. Interesting. That, that was interesting to say the least. Oh. Oh. That was interesting to say the least. I was fucking me, Nick the Rat and I were slammered for that episode. Oh, that's awesome. I uh I really love those dudes and they remind me of the short period of time that I lived in Vancouver, BC. The some of those accentuations. Um even though they're from like oil country, right? They're from like Alberta. One of them's in Alberta for sure. I mean, I think okay. like Billy Bones, I've always said Billy Bones, Cold Acid and Abel Kirby could easily do like a remake of Fargo, like maybe a radio play. Because they all they all sound like they're from Minnesota, you know. Theater like, of the mind, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Just use just use your mind and think and about it. And what about yeah? big boom boom? Take big boom boom away from boom boom. Your baby want milk milkshake. God's not a right. This is Sir Saturday, and you're listening to the Abs and the Six Pack podcast. You love it. Oh yeah. You want it for Christmas. Oh, fucking strokey, Bill. Strokey. <laughs> Fucking strokey. He fell off the face of the earth, I'll never, I'll never, uh, I'll never call him Sir Saturday. What's that? He's gone? He's, he deleted his socials, his no agenda socials. He's gone. Shut the fuck up, man. Yeah. Are you serious? Wasn't he just on your show like a year ago or something? He was on the last, he was in that? Yeah, he was on there for like the hundredth episode with Darren O. I don't know, like he, I don't know. I never had a problem with the guy. I mean, he's. He pissed I, a lot of people off. But, I didn't either. But, uh, but I mean, they get the memes of him in the uh, OBDM Discord. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know oh, if God. he knows those are in there. Like, the, you know, the emojis would, you click? I would say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I, he, so those came over from Slack, I think, because, like, I feel like he, he would terrorize Dino's Den, and then, like, I think he got blocked a few times. And what, dude, is Arza or Riza or whatever, however you pronounce that guy's name, is he around anymore? You know the guy that used to like call in and fucking prank and drop the end bomb and whatnot. Yeah, <laughs> the I Aussie think, guy. I think it was the Aussie guy. Yeah, that, that was probably um, before I started listening. I didn't start listening until like a year into doing my show. I found OVDM, uh, okay. but I, I have I have gone back and listened to a lot of their older stuff. It's I miss the uh, the Alex Jones Skype ring. Ding dong. Um, oh, yeah. If you've heard any episodes like that, it's amazing. I, um, I I don't think I've heard that, but Mike, the first time he was on here, told me about that. And I was like, oh, my God. But then he said Skype got rid of their custom ringtones. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going to take this opportunity to, like uh, Barry Boo has previously done, and I think you probably said it too, exalt Mike for his most Did you call him Barry Boo? And, like. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah yeah <laughs> well it's a long story so i'm gonna exalt mike and then i'm gonna say something that he says all the time anyway so it's probably fine okay and, yeah. and it's whatever but um <laughs> what the heck's going on around here Higgs. <laughs> oh my god but he's the best with he has the best sound clips his deployment his his awareness like the shit he's very very serious about his sound and i appreciate the fuck out of it it's so I've, awesome. n- I've never I've it, never it seen anybody so even close to what he can do. Well, and just and also it, the way that he composes himself, he, he he's his own straight man. That's the beauty of it is that he's playing these clips. And yes, he's got Joe and Cretchen to play off of. But 
he is his own straight man. It's fucking, and he does it real time. And both of us know, and anyone that messes around with live sound can say, Hey, that's kind of, that can be difficult, you know? Um, again, that composure it's, uh, it's rad, but yeah, Barry Boo came from (laughs) that episode that you and he called in back to back and I texted you guys. And then I looked at the show notes and, uh, and it was typed Boo Barry B A R R Y. Yeah. So, so, so <laughs> I don't Boo, know if Mike did that Boo's on purpose. Num- I want to know if Mike did that on purpose. Dude, or he- <laughs> look, Hulk. It was Hulk Hogan H O L K last time. I think he's typing fast. But then I explained it to Boo Barry. Uh, I mean, it's in honor of Mike's war of attrition with literacy. <laughs> <laughs> in the English language, which again he says he can't read. I love Mike and Mike plums. Torpedo says that he is bombing right now and he's going to step away. But uh, mad props to OBDM, one of literally the best audio and visual shows. I rarely catch it visually, but yeah, the, the first time the, I was a guest on OBDM, Mike took me into the bathroom and I was like up in the. Oh, I, I, I remember that episode. That so you were good. sitting, you were sitting real low in your chair and I could see like your sunglasses was really dark in the room too. No, I remember that. Fuck. I actually saw that episode, dude. It's kind of weird. And actually it sounds kind of creepy and stalkerish. Plums, but, uh, plums, for a million are peaches, plums and peaches are peaches and peaches are peaches and peaches are peaches are both types of peaches. Of peaches. <laughs> plums. Why is it so difficult? Uh, that's Much to me. Love. That's so to me. Good. It's funnier to hear Mike say "samoma momo 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 momo" in English than "samoma momo momo momo" is. Like, I don't know why. I was like, oh my god. Did you ever hear the episode when when he finally figured out that Hootaloo was just hello? Hootaloo, yeah, I think. Hootaloo is just hello. Oh my god! Fucking yeah. gum bumping bipolar bitch. I'm serious. There, I don't. I I had been I had been collecting Alex Jones ISOs uh, and uh, drops just from my uh, my fandom of No Agenda led me to start trying to do ISO drops and stuff. And I, I'd heard yeah. uh, who are these podcasts too and their stuff. And so I'd be, I'd been collecting. You know, by that time I maybe had like 50 Alex Jones drops. And then I discovered OBDM on the uh, No Agenda stream one day, and I just wanted to quit right there. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are doing it right. so much better than me. <laughs> I was like, uh, but then, no, I just got Mike on the show like a couple weeks later once I got in the show, and I've not missed an episode of OBDM since. It's just, it, it's a high level of entertainment. It has the, it, it's one of the most, like, Wow, I'm rarely not talking. Um, <laughs> it's I'm trying to find the best. It's just such a dynamic experience. Like from the from the opening credits, like Mike might have it set up where he's he's redone it, but then he'll hit shit live over it, and then like and also the songs that he plays at the end of the episodes. I actually have Mike. I have a song that you didn't put in the show notes, even though you said a few episodes ago, they're all in there, but it's a rad song and I would never know about it unless you'd put it there. So thank you for that. And we're going to figure it out. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, it, it hits so many different levels and they're unafraid to touch anything, you know, like, especially once they gave they up on it, YouTube, like now that they're off exactly. YouTube, they, they don't have to worry about getting banned because they're already, they were already one strike away it, from being banned anyway. So they were like, fuck it. <laughs> 
but really it's like it's there it's the outlandishness aspect you know what i'm saying like that it just you know it, these you know brown fucking friday or whatever like all this stuff <laughs> brown friday i forgot about that <laughs> you know like, and it's the only it's, place where you can get like covid vaccine it, news it, bigfoot ufo news and dude. fast food news in the same hour span i hear you can get some white stuff there too you got any white <laughs> any- I, I would literally not be able to finish my dinner if so- if somebody walked over and talked to me that looked like these two guys <laughs> so give me that fucking mayonnaise <laughs> all right i need to hear the story about behind these mayonnaise clips here i got <laughs> so um I am a uh, unabashed lover of professional wrestling. Not cur- I don't watch. Let me pause. Um, I don't watch it. I, even if I had time to watch it, I wouldn't watch it at this point because it's pretty much garbage and not reminiscent of the tropes and the the ideals that it comes out. I'm going to shut up. Anyway, this is Jim Cornette speaking. He is a uh, wrestling legend, you could say, in certain ways. He has a, two podcasts that are just fucking hilarious. He's also from Louisville, Kentucky, where I'm from um, and currently living. And um, so he's retelling a story about uh, when his wife went to the corner store to buy some mayonnaise and uh, to make some potato salad. And she came straight home, made it, you know, and it's it smells sour. And they're like, this shit's fuck. And they look at it and it's expired. So she, he's like, go back to the fucking corner and take the mayonnaise back and, you know, get your money back. And I think he said it's like 06, 07. And um, so she takes it and comes right back with it. And she's like, well, fuck that guy. And apparently the guy told her that it wasn't expired and that she di- and that he didn't remember her, which, again, like he was working when. It, so then he goes, it's it's a whole long to do, but, um, you know, it's it's just one of those things man. trying to scam him for a $3 thing of fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> and also about Cornette is that he's, as you can hear, one of the filthiest mouths and he just got that. Now I'm hot. He's just got that fucking <laughs> no. that Louisville, that country Louisville accent. Yeah. 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 And he, how he says, I'm a Texas. Isn't, man. Here we go. Technically isn't legal, but that technically isn't legal either. In legal either. That's such a fucking like Southern Louisville kind of thing. That <clears> southern, just, it's so, weird. The, the Southern way of speaking is yeah. is the most efficient way of speaking. Well, unless you have that long Southern drawl, like like right. uh, like Frank. What's his name? I was gonna say Frank Reynolds, but no, it's not him. Frank uh, <laughs> Frank from uh, Underwood. Uh, Frank Underwood. Underwood. Yeah. Yeah, where he's yeah. got that thick Georgia accent. It, he's but, got but no, that uh, like fog law, foghorn leg. I say, I say, I say. Yeah, uh, Colonel Robert Parker, the Colonel from wrestling. Yeah, yeah. One of but those like, there's, there's the the southern accent around here, at least in, in East Tennessee, and I I think kind of where you're from too. And in, in, like, I was born in Kentucky, so it's like it's it's more efficient. Right it's like instead of saying Maryville, yeah. we say Merville. 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 Instead of yep. Louisville, we say Louisville. Well, and, and also the way he says day, he says Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like, that's <laughs> another one of those things that I pick. I don't know if that's a, that might be a, a Louisville thing, but. You get in your money 70s, back. In the 70s, I, had, I was that's... fucking 25 fat girls to get them to go get diet pills. All the fat girls in town was over at my house. I'd say, baby, go on over and get them pills now and come on back over here. And I mean, I had all the fat women in town bringing me speed in the 70s till they cut that out, you know, in about 73. No, no, you couldn't get no diet pills. (laughs) 
Man, where's my stacker two when I need it, dog? <laughs> That's amazing. I'm still looking that. for ways to use these pigeon drops. Oh, yeah. Just give well, me the news and get the f- out of here. <laughs> I forgot about that. What was that show? I can't remember. Mike Tyson Mysteries. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. None of your f- business. That's where I was. Yeah, Norm MacDonald <laughs> plays Mike. Because Mike Tyson in real life like loves pigeons. Oh, well, I know. I'm very aware. Yeah. I. He's a... Man, Mike Tyson, what a character. What 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 a trajectory I should say, you know, like not a, and he is a character. He went from like means, a kid but, in a violent foster home to the dude. heavyweight champion of the world, bite, world biting a dude's ear off to well, let's becoming hey, a movie well, star. Not, you well, you weren't you weren't alive when this the happened. I don't DMT. think. Well, <laughs> you, you missed weed. the rape charge. You missed the rape charge that I almost torpedoed that. him right in the mid. And dude, that shit was. When he came to the WWF, not to bring it back to wrestling or anything, <laughs> but um, he, I mean, he was not really, uh, at least in the public purview, he was not really uh, an acceptable celebrity, I guess is the best way to put it. Is that something know. we should be concerned with? <laughs> but like him eating that handful of fucking mushrooms on Logan Paul or whatever, that oh shit was God. like, oh my God. He's like I, eating Reese's Pieces while he's talking about the toad. He's like spitting right like the toad. <laughs> And to tell you, we played those clips on the the frog episode we did. It was all about frogs, and we ended with like hallucinogenic frogs. And Mike Tyson talking about the toad, like, I said, and the toad is like crazy, saved my life. It's like, dude, keep... toad, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's borderline Nancy Pelosi. The... Whoa, now, let, let's let's take it easy on Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't deserve like. Come on. I mean, he doesn't deserve that. Well, I think he needs to fucking lose God and get an eight ball in the next week. Every time I look at your face, I get the rice and gravy shits. Oh, God. Classic. Dude, I I miss that Uh, show. Servo in the chat brought up an interesting point. Tesla died. Nikola Tesla died in love with a pigeon. He was in love with a pigeon, and he died in love with a pigeon. I'm in love with a pigeon. (laughs) No auto-tune, though. Yeah. Hi man, sorry. I, I'm just in a horrible mood. I smoked a ton of crack last night, and as usual, now I feel like shit. That's usually what happens when I smoke a lot of crack, too. Either the market for crystal meth fell off a cliff, or I just bought a bag of rat poison. I hate when that happens. It's fucking tough, man. Yeah. Well, really you. Is. you you gotta. Oh, what? you gotta roll the dice. Actually, no. to, you gotta roll the dice to move your mice, and that way nobody gets hurt. Well, you know what? I I'm gonna parlay this one more time into wrestling because I just heard about this fucking a juju bag. Um, Scott Hall, Wrestle Ramon, recently passed away, and I was listening to a, a wrestling podcast that just came out a few hours ago, and they were talking about. A, a listener wrote in about his experience with Scott Hall 2019. He's basically his handler uh, at a convention in, in the UK and he's smoking a joint after dinner. And he, this guy and his, his lady partake with Scott Hall afterwards. And he said within minutes they were like shaking and huddled and had to get in a cab. And they're like, what was in that joint? He's like, Oh, it's not a joint. It was just a, it's a juju bag from my dealer, man. Which apparently is crack, fucking heroin, and and something like I I I had never heard of such a thing, and apparently it's a thing. So, um, what the fuck is a juju bag? 
I, I don't know, crack, man. Meth like, and heroin? Where it's like, what's the uh, etymology? I guess what maybe I should have asked is what's the etymology of that? Because I don't, I don't. Well, I think about juju beans, like the the candy, right? So I guess, but apparently, it's what your dealer mixes together. I'm sure Urban Dictionary has this, like what he just throws all his leftover shit in a bag. Maybe there's weed in there too. Maybe there's like a little bit of weed mixed in. But he was fucking smoking uh, spliffs of this shit. So you know. <laughs> wow, that's. Yeah. Well, those have you heard, have you heard inspired Steve-O, me. That, that, have you heard Steve O tell the story of when he uh, smoked coke at Mike, with Mike Tyson? Oh no, actually, I haven't. Can you? I might be able to. Har- I might be able to actually pull it? up the story because I okay. I remember like the early on I did the second episode I think I ever did was about cocaine, and it was I, I brought that story into I think. Um, let's see, what if I can? Uh, yeah, but yeah, you said juju bag, and I was thinking oh, you're Jewish, right? Jewish rock. Do you know how to make a brass monkey? No, I don't. <laughs> so fill me in on this. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. You drink, uh, I think it's like a fourth of an Old English, and then you fill it up with orange juice. Mm. A brass monkey is orange juice in Old English. Really? Interesting. Huh. That's uh, <laughs> If you ever listen to the old Beastie Boy song, they sing about a brass monkey. Oh, yeah. That is oh, how you everybody's make. heard the brass monkey. Yeah, a Beastie Boy's the shit, yeah. <clears throat> the best Jewish but, uh, fucking that... rap group you ever heard. Jewish <laughs> rap! Uh, oh I wonder if I can. No. I wonder if I can even find uh, this anymore. Have you ever had a breast monkey? Have you ever drink one? I only did because Nick the Rat told us about it. Really? I made I made a breast monkey specifically because of that, and I think I drank it on the next show. Nice. There's a uh, there's a, a cool dive bar here in town that uh, that serves breast monkeys. Uh, uh, Semi unironically, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting more wine. No, help yourself. Thirty six dollars a bottle. Please enjoy it. Uh, I let's see. Would a bad six years. Let's <laughs> go, 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 go. I want. I want. <laughs> oh well, it was. It was in reference to the wine. If you can go back six years, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, thirty years. I mean, Alex knows his vintages. Yeah. Would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine, or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be? be I like fine? women with big, giant tits and big asses. I found it. I found the story. Where we were at some kind for of a million dollars, <laughs> and uh, I was just so stoked. I fucking Mike Tyson, yeah, no yeah. way! Actually, can, so we, rad. can we pause real quick? And, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what, when is this from? When I'm trying to, Steve's voice sounds so scratchy. Like, he's t- he's I telling. The, is, I mean, but, he's telling the story probably, but a decade or two later. Oh, um, so this how long is from like is this interview? 2019, from? maybe. Okay, cool. Right on. Thanks. Um, and and everyone was going from the nightclub to this house party. And so, uh, you know, I found out where it was, and I was like, I wasn't invited, but I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just going to show up, and I was by myself, and, uh, and I just, like, whatever, I took a taxi to show up at this random house, and I'm not invited, and I'm like, I want to party here, you know, and so I, I, like, ring the doorbell or whatever, I bang on the door, and, and the door opens up, and it's fucking Mike himself who opened up the door, <laughs> right, and I'm, and, a movie, dude. And, dude, and, dude uh. Mike opens up the door, and I'm like, no way, I don't know anybody here you know i don't even know mike but uh but um I, I said i said hey man is it cool if i come in and mike like it was like he threw a punch like <laughs> like it was like he threw a punch like past me you know like like over my shoulder and, and like threw it like next to me past me and hooked me and knocking me into the house he's like right, get pause. in here you know we're in the house like 
what would you do if if Mike Tyson uh, fake threw a punch over your head? I um, <laughs> Not, would you walk? In? I don't know if I, I would, would. I would probably yeah. leave right away. Yeah, it's probably the right thing to do. Yeah, but it's Stevo. I mean, Stevo. <laughs> obviously, I mean, look was, at him, God. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, this is a different version of the story. <laughs> Sorry. I think. I think this is a different version okay. of the story I told because I remember in the story I was the Steve tells us he's like he says, "Hey, can I come in?" And Mike Tyson says, "You got any coke?" And Steve goes, "Yeah, dude, I have a lot." And then Mike Tyson says, "Come in." <laughs> but okay. Steve well, seemed that... to Steve seemed to have skipped that part of the story in this uh, in this I, version. I can't imagine why he would do anything like that like Five next to me passed me and hooked me and knocking me into the house he's like get in here you know we're in the house like not even a second and he says you got any coke <laughs> and i said fuck yeah i do i got I said, I said fuck yeah i do not only do i have coke i have a bunch and i was not kidding man i had both pockets right and like for, for anyone, you know, an eight ball is like a fairly substantial amount of yeah, cocaine. Yeah, You know, that's 3.5 grams. In my left pocket, I recall having an eight ball that had not even been touched. And in my right pocket, I had like an eight ball that had been like halfway through. <laughs> so at the end yeah, of the day, funny. I don't think I'm exaggerating a lot. I think I had about five grams of wow. cocaine. So Mike and I, we go and uh, we go in this not bathroom for those two motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, like I'm thinking. All right, well, I was gonna say pause, but I didn't want to pull my own drug card. Um, but I'm like, really, Steve? Like, I'm thinking about you and Mike. Like, are you kidding me? That's yeah. I, don't I mean, know. anyway, sorry. I had, I had. I, I mean, that I is a lot, but uh, it is especially no, if it's sure. good. Especially if it's good shit. No doubt, you're exactly correct. That's correct. House, but right? I'm thinking we just entourage. Fight. It's a party too. Sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm projecting. That's all. Yeah. Well, don't, no. If it's a party, me. yeah. It's it's not a lot for more than two people. For like for ten people, that's not a lot. But for two people, for even two if people, they're if, hardcore cokeheads, if, that's if a it's lot. just the two of them, then that'll do. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, but it was plenty for even if you even if you're a cokehead, I feel like five grams is like insane. Well, that, that's the that's the fucking trap and and rabbit hole of coke is that it's it's one of those chasing the dragon situations, you know. Yeah, uh, it's anyway in my personal experience. But uh, hey, I mean, as a as a Corey Muscagney once said, I mean, I'll hit that shit for free. It's one of, <laughs> one of the wisest things one of my college professors ever told me. He's like, I don't do coke, but I'll do your coke. Why you in got bathroom? Why you got Sorry, I keep stepping. That's my but no, you're good. One of my best buddies. That's that's his line. He's like, No, man, I don't fuck with coke. Why you got some? Like, yeah. he'll, he'll tilt his head and then he'll tilt it back. Why you got some? <laughs> Same idea, yeah. I'm exaggerating a lot. I think I had about five grams of wow. cocaine. So Mike and I, we go and uh, we go in this bathroom in the house, right? We just fucking lock ourselves in this bathroom for, for like fucking three hours just talking. Going. And here's the, the craziest thing is that... I couldn't believe this. He uh, takes the cigarette, he rolls it between his fingers, back and forth, so that the tobacco falls out on the bathroom counter. By the way, I used, to, I used to do that all the time with <laughs> with uh, with weed. I would I would get the American Spirits and I would unroll the uh, yeah. I would roll out the tobacco and then I'd pull the filter all the way out with my teeth, and the shit would yeah. burn slow. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, freaking, and it looks like a cigarette. Like so if you're like driving around, you don't got to worry about like it looks like you're smoking a joint. Yeah, like spliffing it up completely, but also just that that method of like, like 
taking the tobacco out of a cigarette or a blunt. Like it, yeah, you just twist it and it back. comes right out. Yeah. yeah, it throws me back. Anyway, continue. Back and forth so that the tobacco falls out on the bathroom counter. Right? Like, and yeah. he keeps he keeps doing it, rolls back and forth. So he gets done with it. Now, like, the, the, there's the brown filter on the end, and the cigarette paper is empty. It's just like a, a cylinder, like a t- an empty tube yeah, yeah. of cigarette paper. So then he turns it right side up. We've got a whole pile of powder cocaine on the on the bathroom counter and crushes crush it all up, real fine powder. And Mike's, like, scooping it in with, like, a driver's license, a credit card. I don't know. He's just scooping it in and, and pouring the powder into the tube the cylinder of of cigarette paper right and i'm looking at i'm i'm so fascinated i'm looking at i'm thinking i'm thinking that just can't work the the, the cigarette paper has to burn (laughs) i love that dude i love that we're fucking deconstructing this Uh, um, okay so first this is this is the best worst episode ever um so First and foremost, I'm thinking like, okay, yes, he broke it down smart, right? I'm thinking he needs to sprinkle this onto the tobacco. If this, or no, the, the tobacco's this, gone. We need it. Like, like I did gone. with the like, weed. There's no, there's, there's, like, no, there's, no, there's no binding agent at all. There's no tobacco at all. He's literally just pouring coke into there. And all right, well, and let's see what he does after that. All right, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm fascinated. I'm, st- right I'm still, now. I haven't heard this story in a while, and I heard a different version of it. I'm still wondering if he's going to take the filter out because who would want to smoke anything like that through a filter, too? But we'll see. Do you think the filter is going to like catch too much of it? I'm thinking that just can't Excuse work. The, the, the cigarette paper has to burn way faster than the cocaine, exactly. right? Like you can't just have solid cocaine with like cigarette paper wrapped around it and expect it to smoke. And I'm watching him do this, and I'm just thinking, like this is the most fascinating, like fucking drug addict science fair experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pause. You know? I was like, but also, <laughs> that's what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Also, Mike Tyson. I think I haven't seen this, but this sounds like Mike Tyson is in the room for this conversation. So I think oh, this, this is, is from great. when Steve-O was on Mike Tyson's podcast, and that's why I hadn't oh. heard this version of the story. This is so good. So he's like, it, it, it's like a, a crew hang, and he's like recounting it with his homies. Yeah, and like I bet Mike Tyson Mike's doesn't even like, remember okay, it, or right. and probably didn't know who Steve-O was at the time, I would exactly, guess. Exactly, dude. That's This is great. All right, continue. Sorry. Like fucking drug addict science fair experience. <laughs> you know? Now, I was like a little bit weirded out by the idea of smoking coke, so I was just snorting it. Mike finishes his, his cigarette contraption, and then like he gets done with it. And he makes another. <laughs> and I'm, I was so fascinated. The, the experience was so incredible. And, and like, mind you, smoking all this cocaine, we're locked in like a small bathroom. Like it is so dense, the smoke in the air. Like no crack house could possibly be that fucked up of like air quality as far as just being a cloud of fucking cocaine smoke. And we're having this great conversation. And Mike's smoking this, this coke smoke after coke smoke. And, and like for probably like three hours and then Holy all of it was gone. we went through all of it uh, all, all of it and then when we were hours. done with like five fucking grams of cocaine like three hours later like and then and now because there's no more cocaine it's it's time for steve to go <laughs> <laughs> all right, steve, well, we'll see you later man thanks for coming uh, i believe in martin luther king <laughs> can i give you a cookie can i give you a cookie oh a cookie <laughs> But that technically isn't legal either. Dude, uh, who was that? I saw somebody in the chat. Uh, 
who was it? Oh, I've lost it. Somebody in the chat said, uh, that's Steve-O? I thought that, that sounded like Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Don't be so flippant, man. Don't be so flippant. Oh, it was, it was uh, Croatone. 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 He does sound extra sharp and scratchy on that. It's weird. Um, yeah. Give me more twisting! We can twist. Twist me up! Twist of cane. Twist the cigarette, let the oh, tobacco yeah. out. Yeah, that's right, baby. You got to get that spliff right. I can't. So that's the thing. So I'm sorry, but in my understanding of the mechanics of of ingesting cocaine, and I know that you can smoke, you can freebase, you can smoke cocaine, but I, I can't. I just don't understand how that worked. I, I need a visual reference. Yeah, I mean, I, that's some, not something I would ever try. Allegedly, is there an yeah, airway link is, for this? Allegedly, because I mean, like... you know I don't do things like this. But if I did, and right, if I had, right. uh, exactly. <laughs> the uh, the uh, I, mean, I I like I I I just like always. I saw the episode of Always Sunny where they buy that Coke like early on. Yeah, like that that brick of Coke, and then they're just yeah. putting it in their gums. And they're like, you should put it in your gums. All day. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Basically, and like, treating it like a dip or a snooze or something. <laughs> yeah, so, like, the first two times I did coke, I did that just because I was, like, I didn't, like, I wasn't that good at snorting anything. And so I was just putting in my gums, and I was fucking wired, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it will definitely. So, mucous membrane transmission. Yeah, you could put it on your gums and probably put it in your eyeball. Uh, you put it up your ass. You can do all these things. This is These are things that you can do. <laughs> it's Fletcher I, in the I chat. don't know from personal Fletcher Crotone was Fletcher Unless it's someone pretending to be Fletcher The only way we would know is if he called in A Fletcher? The only way we would know is if he called in Yeah, I don't know Shut up and take the phone calls (laughs) Um, But no, I uh, I, Again, the mechanics of that just seem very um, Fantastical But at the same time you've got to know that like nine out of 10 after seeing how Mike Tyson eats mushrooms with no fear. Um, I, I believe that story one way or another, maybe Steve-O has the, he's the, uh, you know, the, uh, God damn it. I, why did I smoke this whole fucking thing? I'm um, sorry. I, I'm just in a horrible mood. I smoked a ton of crack last night and as usual now I feel like shit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Damn it, I really told... Oh, no, no, he's a... An unreliable narrator. That's the... Well, you've heard the story about when Steve-O had to, uh, like... You know it's bad when, like, Johnny Knoxville and Danger Aaron and Ryan Dunn and all those guys have to do an intervention on you? Yeah. You heard that story about, like, when he was basically doing nothing, inhaling more whippets than oxygen in his apartment and shit? Yeah, yeah. No, I, uh... I am familiar with that, and, uh... I mean, it's a tough subject because that's like, you know, everybody's threshold and or rock bottom and or whatever is is going to be their own. But, you know, I have a, a little bit of it, it's just tough it, knowing I have a, a grandparent that, that died from addiction and like just knowing hearing the stories firsthand from people because I, I they were they passed away when I was 12. So I really didn't get that opportunity to have adult conversations with them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, 
but at the same time, you know, I, I can hear it from my mom as well. Like, you know, it, it, there was, there were times where he was perfect and he was on point and he, he couldn't, he couldn't lose. And there were other times where he couldn't get himself out of a hole. He could help other people, but he just couldn't do it. So, you know, I am a little, uh, I guess sensitive to that, but beyond that, I've also, I've seen a lot of people and had to cut a lot of people off in my life that it's like, yo, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for everything. And, and unreliability as a narrator is a big, I, I, going back to Vancouver, BC, I dated someone there that, uh, was consistently an unreliable narrator when we lived together. So what do you mean by unreliable narrator? Like you couldn't believe what they said or you well, just like, you know, in the sense that you understand their typical operating procedure as a day to day. So like unabashedly, I smoke a whole lot of weed. Um, I will un, I'll partake in other things from time to time, nothing too heavy, nothing too crazy, but you know, um, I don't drink as much as I used to. Even when I drank heavily, I was not a blackout kind of drinker. Oh, ding dong. But Hello, caller, you're on the air. But yeah, caller, no. caller's ding back dong. door is wide open. <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard your back door, yeah. Hey. Yeah, my back door. You know what? You should change your back door sound. You should change it to CCR. Do, 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 looking out my back door. Caller. If I could change it, I would change it to uh, a lady going, fat whore. Because that's what I hear every time she says it. I love it. What? Now Uh, I'm hot. So, uh, (laughs) caller, have you ever smoked uh, cocaine out of a cigarette? And or attempted to. Um, well, uh, me, personally, probably. But I don't think it was an entirely empty <laughs> cigarette. I think there was also tobacco in there. Yeah, I think I'm I'm convinced that there has to be tobacco in it. I think Steve-O didn't realize that Mike was like leaving a little shake or scooping some of that shake back in because I, uh, I just don't know how that would work otherwise. I'm not an expert. Yeah, That's I don't. Like I don't said. either. I mean, I've never sat there and just like, you know, studied cocaine and been like, "What does it do when I light it on fire?" I would think. Color. What are you doing with well, your life then? I don't know. Clearly, man, I was banging I seven gram rocks in and finishing them because that's how I roll. I have one speed. I have one gear. Go. Go. I should have gone to a cocaine school instead of like music school. That's dumb. You wait. You should go to cocaine school instead of music school. Yeah. Do they have that? Sign me up. When have you ever listened to Pusha yeah. T? Pusha T talks about it all the time, man. Cocaine school. Oh well, now I have to go and revisit some uh, Pusha T tracks. Sure. Yeah, we get some of that clips rolling, baby. And that be the wonderful world of bile. Yeah. <laughs> Call. Caller, it sounds like it's quite windy where you are right now. Is that is that the case? It is, and I even turned off the Bluetooth headset because it was like super windy in that little guy. Do you have your uh, wind? Yes, I'm trying to stay out of the wind. Do you have your wind mask on? We all need to mask up. (laughs) Oh yeah, you know, cause the uh, the wind it'll carry the virus, and it it well, son of a bitch. And so. 
I know it. It's terrible. My mother, she very, very well may possibly have been a bitch. I don't know. I won't say I smothered her with a pillow. That'd be a good, uh, that'd be a good never SNL character. <laughs> that'd be a good SNL character, like whispering Fauci. It's like Fauci, but he only whispers. Hello. All right, you open the yeah, door. Yeah, the voice I he would to, use when he uh, smothered his mom. I don't give a oh, shit. I'm, I'm outside the shop. I uh, decided to smoke a non-cocaine cigarette. <laughs> um, you really it... should not have passed up cocaine school, man. I really I think you fucked up there. <laughs> yeah, if I could go back in time and talk to 18-year-old me, like, look, son, when you graduate high school... Anybody can do music at any You can go time. back six years, ten okay, years, cool. fifteen years, twenty years, thirty years. <laughs> I'll do it then. Thanks, Alex. You've Alex, got some tremendous geez. Alex Jones clips, I'm, I must say. Well, uh, thank you. I, I uh, yeah, the, the, like, I, I was about I to shop, say. Yeah, oh. I, I've got some. Much like Mike, um, and funny enough, I started when I first fell upon OBDM. I started. Uh, donating immediately and in fact forego i was a douchebag i remained a douchebag and i was giving to obdm and i wanted to get some of mike's drops uh aj drops and i'm like dude like i'll fucking give you 50 bucks like i i need some of these he's just like no nah, i mean like they're mine man. Clips. And, and it 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 encouraged me to like find my own obviously and uh it's just so much fun because it's uh it, there's just an element of again, playing that straight man or thinking of its use, like in what context, thinking of that wide array of context that you can use these things. in, it's fun. <clears throat> yeah. You've got ones I've never heard before for sure. Good stuff. Well, they are, uh, Shit, the only clips like I really everybody... look for are people saying, come, <laughs> uh, I have that Neil deGrasse Tyson one. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, that's like the only special. come drop I have, I think. Besides all the cum drops <laughs> that are in my balls. <laughs> but oh, boom, ba doom, boom, boom, and in the sock. Yeah. The oh, sock. I should have hit my JCD boom, da boom, boom. Boom, da boom, boom. That was so much fun. Boom. Um, no, uh, Cornette, the guy talking about the mayo earlier, if you want some cum talk, I got you, caller. I will, I will chop some stuff out for you. <laughs> Five star everything. Oh, shit, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and also I'm all these AJ that clips love. it's you right now I'll throw them onto NA social or something like that I've I've got no uh, I there's no reason for me to hold on to them nobody knew I had them until now so here we go yeah but it's not, it's not about credit oh, but yeah. it is but it is <laughs> hog story is Color, all about I, the come talk <laughs> people thought the show would be about like hog hunting or cooking it's not it's about come and shit well, you guys are better than Cumtown. And you're more about mm. Cum than Cumtown. Cumtown's really not even about never... Cum, usually. All right. Uh, Do I need to look this show up, this Cumtown? I was going to say, literally, Chris, Have you guys caller, never could you educate me about... No, what are you fucking talking about? Dude, Cumtown <laughs> is like... I think it's like one of the top ten biggest podcasts. What? And now we know what's wrong with our fucking world. It's like two comedians, and they mainly like they, they talk about movies pr mostly, but they, it's pretty funny. It's actually a really funny show, but it's no hog story. Let's say that family show. I don't talk about movies enough. I uh, I'm kind of falling off watching movies. They're all so lame. There's they haven't made a good movie Color. in fifteen years. 
color. Yeah, I was gonna say color. What? Uh, give me just a three of not favorite movies, but just uh, great movies in your mind. Just uh, <laughs> movies, you, movie concepts oh, that you've yeah, thought of. Like, movies that are in your I mind. I gotta stop smoking weed while I'm talking. <laughs> uh, wow! <laughs> wow! Uh, uh, well, I'm a I'm a Star Wars fan, so those okay. those got to be in there. Like the the first Respect. three. No doubt. So I, I used the to, ones, uh, unless it's unless it's Big Boss Nass like wobbling his cheeks around. I don't want anything to do with it. With the I'm, new one, dude. I'm. I feel you. Um, I, <laughs> I I taped them off of the USA Network when I was a kid, and that was like my go-to sick day. Like I would just grab the two VHS tapes that I had them on, and the whole like the whole trilogy, and just fucking watch them and puke usually into oh, yeah. a small trash trash can next to myself, but. Um, <laughs> Luke Skywalker's a shit <laughs> They turned him into a bitch. I, uh they really did. Dude, that's unfortunate. Um how do you feel about like um are you into stuff like uh I don't know, Goonies? You Goonies fan? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Like uh those eighty movies were classics. Like the Goonies, okay. like fucking um uh, well, I mean my mind's blanking. Uh well, one I really loved from the '80s was Dune. Like everybody used to shit nice. on it, but yeah, it really I, I was that something one. that it was a punchline for a long time, and then all out of nowhere, people were like, "Wait a second, what?" <laughs> yeah, no, and Very it still strange. holds up. The graphics don't, but uh, the movie as a whole does. I was, you the know, movie's whole. You, people might people might crucify me for this, but I've, I was always growing up more of an Indiana Jones crucify fan. you crucify. Yeah, Christopher. I was always more of an Indiana Jones fan growing up than a Star Wars fan. Oh no, I feel that. I uh, I like those yeah. movies. There was a phase where uh, I watched those like every fucking day, except for the fourth one. I like remember... fuck that one. You know, yeah, fuck that one. He should have died you, in that refrigerator. Uh, Caller, do you recall when? God, this must have been like fucking ninety one or ninety two when they were selling the Indiana Jones movies at McDonald's for like a couple bucks if you bought some food or something. What? Chat room caller, help me out here. I, I prove that I'm not insane. I vaguely do. I vaguely this do. This is news to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm from this the might 90s be a Mandela McDonald's. Thing. I mainly remember like McDonald's pizza, the styrofoam containers, and then uh, oh, all the dude, promo styrofoam. shit they were doing for Batman Returns. Is this like? Yes. Is this around the and same Batman. time that Shaquille O'Neal played a genie in that movie? Like a purple. Oh, head. don't don't you dare play the mind tricks on me, boy! <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, this is fucked up. Um, I I was digging through some old toys, old like Happy Meal toys. Mom held on to a lot of stuff and had a box. This is maybe a couple years ago, probably like three years ago. And straight up and down, and I don't know, this is probably common knowledge, but um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is literally, there's a chicken nuggets, uh, a shake, and um, a fry. And they're like, if I, I'll, I'll snap a pic and throw it on an A social tonight. Holy shit. I opened this shit up. I was like, what the fuck? This is exactly what it came from. And it's got that styrofoam. The chicken nuggets are in that old school styrofoam flip uh, uh, case collar. So it's a... Uh, you know, oh, was this the little figures of the, of, the uh, yeah, of like yeah. the chicken nugget guys? Yes. yes. They, so like you open yeah. the container My and mom they're did like the same thing. She hung on to all those old Yeah, boys. dude. It's, but it was mind-blowing when I saw it at, after so long and, and seeing literally like 
facially or expression wise, it, it's like this is meat. Why this is fucking Master Shake? This is Frylock. It's so strange, dude. Hardy's uh, right down the. Did road. you ever see the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie? It's a great movie. It's a great I flick. Didn't unfortunately. It's a great I, flick. I, I hate. I hate to say it. Um, I did not. I need to see it then. I have a digital copy somewhere. I'll. Uh, I can upload it and like send you a link or some shit. Sir, uh, Oma, Sir you Oma. know. This is good. Caller, no, you're oh, No, I was going to say, Sir Oma put this in the chat before I forget. It's 1991. 91, what's that? The, oh, uh, why is there no audio coming from here? Oh. Oh, well, uh, I don't know. It's. It, I guess I'll just read it. I don't know. 1991 McDonald's commercial. Uh, maybe I have to YouTube to hear it. It won't play in the chat. But yeah, they uh, they were, in fact, it seems, giving out... Uh, Copies of Indiana Jones. Yeah, the, here we go. Like the first three, I think it was the first three ones. Yeah. This holiday season, wasn't it McDonald's that had that like your own original Indiana oh, Jones videos? Just five ninety nine each with the purchase of any large sandwich all day long. Give the kids stocking stuffers that'll really bowl them over. Get an indie video at your McDonald's today for just five ninety nine each. The best price ever with the purchase of any large sandwich any time of day. Collect all three. Just stop by McDonald's and ask for today's video. But hurry, because everyone is going to want one. That's you know, right. it was also staggered and shit. That's right. You couldn't, like, I, I don't think you could get all of them at the same. Dude, this is so like, fucking trippy. It was trippy. probably, like, random, oh too, like, like Happy Meal toys. So it's like, you keep getting the same fucking have Temple to go to of Doom store. one over, <laughs> over and over again. Uh, you know, Man. if you think oh, That was like that fucking just... video game that, that Burger King did in, like, the early 2000s. They had like a Pokemon like it was game or something given to you at random. Yeah. No, it was like it was a Burger King, like, like the King oh, game. For, I had what? one for Xbox. Yeah. D- wow. It was and weird. The only. It was really weird. Well, I mean, it's not, it's it's probably like the Noid game. Do you remember the Noid game from fucking like uh, uh I guess it was Super Nintendo. Oh, from maybe? Domino's. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I hadn't thought about that in like <laughs> fucking forever. Holy crap. You know, if you, get, if you guys, uh, if you think it's about it, weird shit. if you hey, think Chris, about shut it, up. Steven's... Adults are talking here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, I had Ted, what drives uh, me crazy not, is you're hating me right now no, I love because you. you're not drinking. <laughs> Caller, go ahead. I uh, I don't even remember. Oh, I do remember that. Wasn't... I'm sick of it. Which uh, which place had that big weird uh, the the guy with the big like moon shaped head, and it, he was always wearing sunglasses, and like chilled out in the house. Uh, was that for McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell? That or dude, um, that might have been Taco Bell for like staying up late. I don't know, dude. I, I, I know what you're talking night. about. Yeah, it was something, something weird. Yeah, it was tripped out. Yeah. It was, so it was from like the eighties or nineties. So check this stuff out, and I'm maybe also probably blowing up, blowing up a spot, or maybe this could encourage Chicken other people to do McNuggets. it. Exactly, which would be rad because <laughs> I'm going to take that and jump off of it. Um, there, goddamn. So there's an account on YouTube where this guy he basically like takes tapes, most of them from like either the Buffalo or Cleveland area. Um, but they're basically Man like tapes of what he recorded, recorded on off of television um, from whatever time period, right? 
and he's got them dating back to the early nineties through mid aughts. And it just, he just eliminates whatever the television show is. So it's just the commercials. And it's kind of like, you know, that Zen TV exercise. Um, I think Adam's talked about it a few times on NA. Um, but just like the whole, like going back and listening to some of these things and watching some of them, the stuff that you can get away with. Like I'm, doing these weird sociological studies through commercials. Cause it is like, there's stuff that is, I can jingles programmed in my head. Just us talking about what we just did. Like, you know, with annoyed and, and the Burger King thing, like things that are unmistakably just like totally ingrained in us. And I don't, I don't ingest regular television and haven't in a long time. I haven't seen ads regularly in my space, like in my home for probably almost 10 years. So like, it's a weird kind of jump in and out. Sorry, I'm rambling. I'm going to let you guys I was just wondering if Tom, I was just wondering if like, yes, Tom about that. Cause he said you hadn't seen him in my space. But I'm, <laughs> he was um, my only friend. What do you know about, what do you know about friendster motherfucker? I was going to say this a long time ago, but at the time moments passed, but I'm, I'm sticking with it. Uh, if you guys think about it, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas made the first indie film. Wah, wah. Plums. You have to see yourself out the back door. <laughs> exactly, back door. No, I'm like that song. Right, I'm in time. I out. forget what '80s, uh, what '80s artist did it, but Burger King used that. That I'll start the world and milk with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But for the fucking oh. Big Mac or not Big Macs, but whatever Whoppers. For the for and the so I could never yeah. hear that song without thinking of fucking Burger King. Well, dude, that's the other tracking the McDonald's jingles through the years, because it's like, um, mm-hmm. man, there's a and then like, uh, what, what we, go, going back to the chicken nuggets thing, there was an uh, an ad from like '96. It would have been an Olympic year for sure. And this is just after uh, what's his name, uh, Juwan Howard, like like smacked that person on the sidelines and the, and the ad opens and it's Jawan Howard, like reaching and stealing a chicken nugget from a little kid or like swiping it right in front of him. But in this ad, a six piece <laughs> nugget, 90, a six piece nugget, 99 cents, a 20 piece nugget, two ninety nine, And both my, like my, my best friend from childhood and I both say, wow, at the same time, like <laughs> no, it's just one of those, you know, like that, it, it's the time capsule element of it, but things that you could never imagine getting away with on television, whether mainstream or otherwise now, was just very, um, really like, I don't know, you could just be so much more brash in some of these things, uh, using some fat dude and, and drag to do an anacornicova.com commercial in 1998. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> super strange, but, you know, it, or super, or no, it was N64 when that, when that system was launching. Um, they had a commercial that was a straight-up ripoff of a Monty Python skit where there's a guy sitting in a restaurant. He's fucking huge, like 600 pounds. And uh, he takes a bite of food and, like, explodes all over the walls and everything, all over the people's faces. Oh, and then, like, remember this as thing. his exploded, like, meat juice is dripping down the walls it like forms an n64 logo N64 and that's logo, the fucking yes, commercial exactly yes i remember that so you, the second you started saying about it dripping down i was like yep i can see it 
Uh, and I wasn't into Monty Python also. at the time, but when I saw like the meaning of life in that first scene in there, I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, they're going to advertise in 64 right now. <laughs> I need to play some Goldeneye. Exactly. I I was just going to say, I remember, and Chris, this is a, this is the last piece. I'll, I'll let you uh, re-enter the chat. Uh, didn't mean to boot you, but uh, <laughs> I, re- I remember playing Super Mario uh, 64 standing up inside of Blockbuster. Like Blockbuster exclusively had the N64 in-store like probably two or three months before launch. Um, I just, I vividly remember like going through those, uh, like that icy level with the penguins and shit. I just, I don't know. I've got these weird flash memories. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it's thinking of, and then thinking of a COVID world, like, yeah, like you're going to have, or service merchandise. They used to have fucking Super Nintendos like that, just like hanging out. Uh, anyway. Um, Carl, yeah, yeah. Even me, um, like GameStop had friend. that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's been, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I doubt it'll ever come back. But anyway. Um, all right. Well, Chris, this is, is definitely your shore. So, uh, shore? Is this an island? Mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Internet island. <laughs> <laughs> is it in this abs in a six pack? There's an abs in a six pack. Oh, uh, this is a info horse. Chris, did you mute yourself, buddy? Infowars.com. Band up video. I'm asking God to kill you. <laughs> We're expanding and kicking you know, ass. You know I'm retarded. <laughs> Five star everything. Perfect. So give me that fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I know how to mute uh, myself, but I don't know how to unmute myself. <laughs> unmute yourself, exactly. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. They've been putting chemicals We're the super in the water. Super gorilla. Jacked into God. You were jacked into God, Chris. That was the problem. Super, super. We're the super IQ super gorilla. Super IQ. Jacked super. into God. That's it. That's what it is. Is that all one clip? The super IQ? Yeah. Super male vitality. But I've, got, but I've also have that chopped into three separate clips. I love you, Alex Jones. <laughs> we love you. So get that in your damn pipe and smoke it. Chicken McNuggets. <laughs> Oh, that was a good. Uh, that was a good McDonald's segment, everybody. <laughs> would a bad set of boobs on a nice girl be fine, or would a bad set of butt on a nice girl be be fine? Be fine. Be uh, kind. Rewind, yeah. So I don't. We, bad set of butt. <laughs> so we uh, we. We went on so many rabbit trails, but this I think was supposed to be a very serious and uh, in deference to uh, Dave McGowan episode. But you know what? We did it live. I'm serious. Seriously, this fucking thing sucks. The new live son of a bitch. I think we. Yeah, and I better get off here so I can get the, get some work done before the end of the day. So um, fuck work, Fletcher. Yeah, I'm not on no social anymore because I'm a fucking retard. But um, wait, what happened? I think what, the oh, one okay. I'm on is Masthead. Oh, but you're still connected. Okay. Yeah, you're on Masthead. You're you're. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I'm I'm still Fletcher. It's just at Fletcher at Masthead, something or other. Okay. 
follow you can find me just search for fletcher i'm the one with the the collared shirt dude with a bird's head i don't give a shit (laughs) i don't give a shit now i'm hot they can have sex they can't have babies (laughs) bird head people cannot have babies when you want to make out with those two garbage i hate you my listeners hate you remember that scumbag forever Fucking gum bumping bipolar bitch. <laughs> well, uh, be sure to Hot catch women up. are like a helicopter you just want to ride. Yeah, Nigga, every right. time I look at your face, I get the rice and gravy shits. <laughs> be sure to catch Hog Story every every Monday and Thursday around eight and p.m. Thursday. Eastern. Cheers, Fletcher. You're good. Yeah, to Chris, I want to have you on there. Like anybody, I want to have you on there. Chris, I want to be on your show. Uh, Dude, taking the calls. I don't know your name because I came in late. And I'm a retard. Oh, it's you, Sir Earl Mittens of Oregon. Yes, as seen and heard at the No Agenda meetup, Nashville. That's true. And coincidentally, the top ex- executive producer of this show, thus far. And if you want to be an executive producer, you can go to shipmyass.com, go to the right corner, click on the donate page, give me some plums. Plums! Or some money. That's a good call to action. Some I, like I like it. Uh, yes. Give me some meth. Either the market for crystal meth fell off a cliff, or I just bought a bag of rat poison. But yeah, thanks, Fletcher. We'll see you. Uh, we'll, and we'll see you soon. Oh, hey, and, and hey, Fletcher, anybody else that's listening? Call in and give us the call into this number, 865. What is the number? 865 465 6271. 865 465 6271. Leave a voicemail. Tell us about a weird dream you had because uh, tonight Spencer and Lorian of Bowl After Bowl will be on for our second dream episode. We're hoping for some voicemails about weird dreams from the callers. So. Oh, man. Mine would be too long because I've got some weird ones. For sure. We do have a uh, three-minute limit on the voicemail, but you can always make it s- several parts. You can pull a quirk S and do a four-parter if you want. I could do that, yeah. Three I could minutes. I couldn't pull a quirk S. Your dream scenic image. Yeah. <laughs> what? Why is that sexual harassment? Oh, just pulling on anybody without their consent. Oh, yeah. You don't want to you only get uh, locked up in the slammer. You can push, not pull. No, I mean I'll get I'll just go ahead and put out blanket consent right now if anybody wants to pull on me, that's cool. So give me that fucking mayonnaise. Pull me you pull uh And on that note You pull me once, pull pull me once, pull, pull me, me twice. Once. You you pull me won't get pulled again. God's not a rapist. <laughs> pull me once, shame on me, pull me twice, mayonnaise on you. Oh <laughs> yes! Bullshit! Check out this song I'm working on. Hot chicken, tell me what you're missing. Kiss another man while I'm working in the kitchen. Hot chicken, chicken nuggets. Missing, kissing on a man while I'm working in the kitchen. Hot chicken, tell me what I'm missing. Something now. For they the let him do it in the kitchen. Okay, let me work on okay, it. Okay, this is taking t- way too long. Uh, well, I think maybe oh, we should come full circle and end the show on what we were started come, talking about. Come full circle? Is that ah, what we're talking about? Now I'm hot. Now I'm hot. Now I'm hot. Period. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. I think a uh, no. Uh, I think it'd be good to kind of continue with where we started, <laughs> and then maybe end on that. What do you think? Okay. Unless we're just totally so past you, it and you want to give up on it. No. No. Well. No. Well. First and foremost, don't you dare tell me that I'm going to give up. All right, bud. <laughs> All you right. know what? You think it. You dream it. This is what it and comes you, down to. Okay. You think this it. Is, you dream it. And I, you wait. Hold on. Uh, is it two? Maybe four? I can't. I, I can't remember. How does this work? Can you remind me? Well, you do two. Thinks one dream and then four dues. Five point six dues. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. I got it. So let's think it, um, dream it, and do it. Think it, dream it, do it. Oh, there it is. Drink it, drink it, drink it, dream it, do it. Think it, dream it, do it. Can we get a chant going. Thinkish. Think it, dream it, do it. Thinkish. Think it, dream it, do it. Fluid. Think it, dream it, do it. Penis fluid. Think it, dream it, do it. Think it, dream it, do it. Think it, dream it, do it. Yeah. Think it, dream it, do it. Think it, dream it, do it. Now I literally just like closed the windows that I had open to talk about Dave, but I uh, it gave me enough time to bring him back up. Um, so actually, yeah, you know what? Let's I got to end it. Oh, you bastard! Um, to bookend it. If you if you'll indulge and everyone else will indulge since we had a little fun there, I was gonna read his like I guess you could call it his about me um, from his website and it's kind of it sh- it exhibits a little bit of his wit so but you know I don't want to go too deep down that how's that sound yeah whatever you want to do man and I do want at some point and maybe this could be a teaser for uh, the next episode with you. Hear his take on the uh, on the Boston bombing, I'll, like a I'll brief, like a brief summary. On. Totally, Just a tease, dude. I, maybe. I've uh, I've been meaning to do it for myself, and uh, and truly, like I, I'll be honest. I came semi prepared today. I knew what we were going to get into. I got to come. Yeah, I, I had to come, but I, I you know, and then I got to leave. So, um, but <laughs> yeah, let's definitely do that. Here we go. Uh, just quickly, and I'm gonna. Well, you know what? Here we go. Because he lists his education uh, and his employment, but a brief history of Dave, March 25th, 1960, November 22nd, 2015. Uh, Memorable past. He was a liquor store clerk and troubled teen, an excellent combination. Uh, Zinc smelter, which zinc, that's a, we need that nowadays, right? Mainly mixed, poured, and skimmed molten zinc alloys. Ah, the good old days. Is the kind of zinc they use for pennies the same kind of zinc you would take to um, prevent certain ailments or as a vitamin? I'm not a biologist, dude. (laughs) Because poop is funny. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Night custodian for Torrance Unified School District. Ever wonder who got to clean those restrooms? Uh, Traumatic true life experiences. Narrowly missed by stray copper jacketed 45 slug of unknown origin. Um, shot at with several rounds in a drive-by shooting circa 1976 in eighth grade had owned mother for a substitute teacher. And she sent my best friends to the principal's office. Um, but yeah, so he, it, it, it shows here that he started this site December, 1997. So, you know, it's, it's definitely different than what it was back then. And, um, but 
and also let me just pop over here. He has a recommended reading section with a lot of stuff that there's a lot of omissions um, from my point of view with some of the topics that are listed, but also a bunch of stuff that I've not come across elsewhere really much at least um, outside of Richard Grove's library. Like I, I don't know I, the, the depth and breadth of the, uh, the documents that that man has is astounding. I will never probably know exactly all that he has, but um, you know, I, some of the stuff that Dave lists here, I've, I've not seen or read about elsewhere. So pretty good stuff to check into. And um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Hopefully everyone has, enjoy their time. I never opened the chat room. I, I said I should have, and I'm glad I didn't because, uh, cause everybody in there is probably rad and I would have gotten distracted. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I've, I've, I've still yet to strike a good balance between monitoring the chat and paying attention to what I'm actually doing on the show. So I, I try to, I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't for a million dollars. I can't, I can't do it. I can't pull it off. For a million dollars. There we go. For a million dollars, I could pull off anything. I could pull it off anything for a million dollars. I was going to tweet this. I I would projectile defecate my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, That's a Costanza walk-off, let's be honest. Come on. (laughs) I've I've bookmarked some stuff during our early portion of the show's discussion, and if you want still, you can send me the... uh, I'll I'll send over those notes. Yeah, those links and uh, resources and... um, yeah, and I, I definitely would like to do this again in the very near future. It's been a blast. Yeah, just as a teaser, uh, he does have a, a piece from, I want to say he wrote it in 98 or 99 about the Finders cult. So that's just a little oh, bit of a teaser there. <clears throat> yeah, they declassified the Finders stuff during the, the second okay. half of Trump's presidency. Part of it, anyway. Right, I remember that. That was stuff is uh, super... Bunch of underground tunnels actually. with... Yeah, underground yeah. tunnels under DC it's, it's, with pentagrams and child sacrifices, and the CIA was involved. And woo, how about your boy Michael Aquino? Fuck that motherfucker. Oh, think it, dream it, do it. Oh, that's right. Think it, dream it, do it. Yeah. I don't want to fuck him. I, I don't. So never mind. Anyway, Chris, thank you very much for uh, having me on the show today, and uh, I appreciate all of the interest and support for all the things that I don't do. <laughs> oh, no, I love you, man. And thank you for everything you've done for me. And thanks for uh, coming on the show. And I hope to have you on again very soon. And uh, we can get a little, maybe a little more serious next time. I know we, uh, it was mostly my fault that we veered off into, into goofy land, but I'm serious. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, you have that self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Why is it so well, difficult? Well, dummies, you just wasted another amount of your non-precious time listening to ads in a six-pack. When are you going to stop? You know, there's very few of you. If, you. if this is like a hands-on-a-hard-body thing of trying to figure out who will be the last person to actually listen to this show, it's a lose-lose proposition. By the way, he asked me to do this. The head moron who makes the show. <laughs> Ha! The secret is, I think he's the biggest moron of all. It would indicate that you're a bigger moron for listening to his show. However, I think somehow that's not true. He actually is a bigger moron than the rest of you. Anyway, go outside. Read a book. Ride a bike. Take a walk. Go walk a dog. Go kiss somebody. Whatever there is, I can think of one million things to do better 
than listen to this dumb, crummy show. Abs in the six-pack. Well, I bet for most of you, you're half right. <laughs> this is for Master Shake. Do something with your lives.